0: King Solomon wrote these words over 3,000 years ago he said there's a way that seems right to a man 3,000 years ago apparently human nature hasn't changed much because I don't know about you but I I know about me that there's been a number of things where I know that I know that I know I'm right and I know who's right and I know who's not have you ever had had an idea that you knew I mean you were steadfast you knew this was right and then all of a sudden received more information or different information and suddenly had a change of heart Change of mind. Anybody? <laughs> Solomon says there's a way that seems, that seems right to a man. And then, and then he finishes his thought in kind of a harsh way. He says, but its end is the way of death. Solomon, like you're being very dramatic. You're over exaggerating. Like, what do you mean this end is the way of death? That's Bible speak for a dead end. There's a way that seems right, but its end is a dead end. You get to an end, you get to the bottom. We call it, I hit bottom. I I hit a dead end. Anybody been there? Come on. You know what's amazing about the Christmas story? What's most amazing to me about the Christmas story is the fact that there was an entire people group of whom Jesus appeared to and showed up to, the Israelites, the the Jewish people, who had been from the time, every single one of them in that nation from the time they were little children, were schooled and taught and trained. In fact, all of their schooling from young age to the time that they were 12 was based on the law and the prophets, the Old Testament all of it. In fact, a 12-year-old Jewish child was expected by the time of are 12 to have memorized the Torah or the first five books of the Bible. They knew it inside and out. They knew the law and the prophets. And you know what? In particular, all of the teachers and the law, what they all focused on, they focused on the Messiah, the Messiah, the Messiah, the Messiah, the Messiah. They read all of the prophets about what they said about the messiah they read even from the torah the, the god's promise of the messiah and they were focused on the messiah and every single one in the nation of israel from the time they were little were being taught about the messiah and yet when the messiah showed up they missed him many of them missed him Have you ever thought, spoke out that if God was to show up, then I'd believe? If God was to show up, like, if he was just to show up, I'd believe. Listen, he did. He showed up. And many didn't believe maybe it's because they were looking in the wrong direction had some preconceived ideas this is this is where our human nature when Solomon says that there's a way that seems right to us we have preconceived Notions, preconceived ideas of what seems right to us based on, come on, you're just like me, based on your upbringing, your, your background, your hurts, your pains, your experiences, your joys, all these things we have preconceived ideas. We have preconceived ideas, you do, I do. We have preconceived ideas about who God is now. I mean, we, we do based on a lot of our upbringing. And maybe they're preconceived ideas, and this is what they were taught from Prophets all the way through the when they're young, that God is the mighty, all powerful, amazing God. They were taught about this, the, the the heroics of David, King David, and and how he you know killed Goliath, and he was mighty and powerful. and And they were taught about you know Moses and, and he the the ten plagues and his might and his power. They're taught about these power. And when the Messiah shows up. He's gonna be the mightiest of them all. He's gonna be the most powerful of them all. And he is certainly, this is what they believed. We see this. They believed that he was gonna be the a mighty ruler who would save them from their Roman oppressors. And yet, Jesus, the promised Messiah, didn't show up as a mighty warrior didn't show up as a conquering king, didn't show up in a palace at all. Instead, he showed up as a baby in a manger because there was no room for him in the inn. And there's a way that seemed right to them. There's a way that seemed that they experienced expectation of who God was or how he'd show up or what he'd do. And they missed him. You know, it's even more amazing to me that the fact that they missed him is that the very prophets that they read about and that they were taught about forewarned them of how, in particular, Jesus was going to show up. The the Isaiah says this in Isaiah 53. He says, He says, For he grew up before him like a tender shoot and like a root out of parched ground he has no stately form or majesty that we should look upon him they missed that part He has no stately form. They're like, hey, he's not going to come in a stately form or majesty, nor appearance that we should be attracted to him. He was despised and forsaken of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And like one from whom men hide their face, he was despised and we did not esteem him. They would have read this. They would have taught this. And yet they missed it. I also want to show you another amazing Verse in Isaiah 57, again, another prophet, prophecy about the Messiah, says, For thus says the high and exalted one, who lives forever, whose name is holy, I will dwell on a high and holy place. There you go like he's high he's exalted he's gonna dwell in a high and holy place he's he's gonna be mighty he's gonna be powerful and then and then that's not where the prophet stops the prophet goes on and he says and also with the contrite and lowly of spirit yes Yes, he is high. Yes, he exalted. Yes, he's all-powerful. Yes, he's that. But he is also with the contrite and lowly. They missed that. Now, why did Jesus show up as a baby in a manger? I mean, he's God. He's the creator of the heavens and the earth. He could have made it like a, a a big announcement, big thunderous, you know, entrance. He could have he could have he could have came and didn't have to come as a baby. He could have came as a conquering king, did his job. Like why why did God why did Jesus show up the way he did? Was he trying to deke us out? <laughs> like the prophet explains the why why jesus had to come this way he goes on he says this in order he showed up high and mighty high in majesty and lowly in spirit why did he show up lowly in spirit in order to revive the spirit of the lowly and to revive the heart of the contrite in order You know why Jesus showed up, number one, as a baby? Because there's no more helpless human being on the planet than a newborn baby completely reliant on everyone around them in order to survive. He showed up as a a baby. Do you know why he showed up in a barn, in a trough, with no room, and in, you know why? The prophet said, in order for the spirit of the lowly. In other words, that's Bible talk for there's no one too low too far gone, too unreachable, that God cannot love. And I know some of you are here today and you have thought or are thinking, God could never love me. You don't know what I've done. You don't know what I said. You don't know who I am. God couldn't love me. Come on. He showed up as a helpless babe in a manger a stinky, disgusting manger. The king of kings, the Lord of lords, the mighty one. No wonder people missed him. That wasn't the expected entrance. but He showed up that way for for you, for me. You also might be here thinking, well, yeah, life's good. I'm good enough. I'm good. I'm smart enough. I'm good. I'm confident. I I, I got this. I, I'm I'm not at the bottom. That's okay. I'm I, I'm right. I I got this. I don't need God. Except that in the Christmas story, do you remember the wise men? They were called wise men. <laughs> From a far off land, pretty smart dudes. Like reading astrology figuring this all out and you know how the wise men responded when they met the baby in a manger not in a palace where they expected to find him but in a baby in a manger you know how they met him, how they met him it says this in Matthew 2 verse 11 it says and after coming into the house they saw the child with Mary the child with Mary his mother and they fell to the ground and worshiped him You know what that says to me? It says that the child in the manger proves that there's nobody too far gone for God to not reach. It also says there's nobody too high up. That the response to a child in a manger shouldn't be to bow down and worship him. He's the high and exalted one. And he's the lowly of spirit as well for you. For me, come on. With that in mind, let me read the Christmas story, Luke chapter 2 again. It says, Now in those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus. Caesar Augustus, do you know who he was? Caesar Augustus was the emperor of Rome. Caesar. But he wasn't just the Emperor of Rome. Caesar Augustus was and still is the greatest Roman Emperor to ever have lived. He accomplished more in his lifetime than any other Emperor before him or after him. In fact, the Romans hailed Caesar Augustus as a god. Remember, a number of weeks ago, I taught on the gates of Hades and And in particular, the seven temples, the pagan temples where Jesus decided to appear to. And one of those temples was a temple to Caesar Augustus. And in the midst of the most powerful, the most powerful man to ever have been on the earth, as a Roman emperor, the most powerful man on earth at that time, that's when Jesus showed up. A census be taken of all the inhabited earth that's how much rule he had a census of all he the reason he took a census is because he's like i want to show how big i am how powerful i am how amazing how mighty i am and in the midst of that in the midst of you see the contrast in the midst of the way of a man, a way that seems right to a man, exalted up there in the midst of that. It goes on and says, this was the first census taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. And everyone was on his way to the register for the census, each to his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the city of Nazareth, to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and the family of David, in order to register along with Mary, who was engaged to him and was with child. See, you're so familiar with the story, I'm so familiar with the story, that that doesn't mean much, as much. Except in Jewish culture, do you know what was done with an unwed mother-to-be? I mean, Mary, we'll see this in a minute. She's about to give birth. Mary is nine months pregnant. She's not hiding this no more. She's rejected by all around her, and, and she tried to go into hiding. Remember, she escaped to her cousin's place. And then comes a census that calls her out she has to go in public and she has to register. Come on, she has to register. And when she registered, you think her walking up there? Come on, I'm not going to imitate a nine month But she's walking up there and they're going, Is this your husband? Not yet. While they were there, The days were completed for her to give birth. She gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him in cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Jesus was born to the homeless. (laughs) And in the same region, there were shepherds. Staying out in their flocks and keeping watch over their flock by night.
1: the first Noel the angel did say was to serve
0: Come on, it's Christmas. (laughs) We serve an amazing God. The high and exalted, the mighty, the all-powerful, but also the one who came as a child. That's what Christmas is all about. He came that way for you, for me. His disciple John wrote these words wondering and pondering about the same things like how could people who have learned about him their entire lives how could the Pharisees who are experts of the law and the prophets who teach about the Messiah how could they miss him? How could anyone miss him? This is what he said there was the true light coming into the world enlightens every man what's that word every every man and woman he was in the world and the world was made through him and the world did not know him he came to his own and those who were his own did not receive him and he says as many as receive him to them he gave the right to become children of God even to those who believe in his name who were born not of blood in other words not just because you're Jewish Jesus was Jewish not because of that nor of the will of the flesh nor of the will of men I started this message by saying there's There's a way that seems right to a man. And we heard Dylan's amazing story. Raised in church. Heard it all. And like all of us was like, no, I, I got this figured out. And in the end, he hit a dead end and then discovered. And I love, I love, I love what he said. I love the fact he said, I thought God was this. And then I met him, and he's like this. I thought church and Christianity was all about control, I didn't know that he was all about freedom. I thought it was just religion. I didn't know it was hope. I don't know why you're here this morning. Maybe it's because mom brought you. She forced you to come. And you're like, ah, this church stuff, this God stuff, just not for me. It's okay. I want you to know that Jesus came as a baby in a manger for you, that you're not too far gone, that he would not welcome you in. You're not too amazing, that you don't need him. He came for you. And maybe your preconceived ideas were like, well, I have to, in order to be a Christian, I have to be like this. No, don't, don't let the will of man. don't let your, what seems right to you, get in the way of the relationship he wants for you. Because he said, just to those who believe, that's what it says, have the right to become children I've got it. In other words, he says, I have the right to become part of his family. What a God we serve. Amazing. Maybe someone drug you here, but you're feeling that little tug. You don't have to join our church, not at all. You don't have to join a religion, please don't. But you can begin join the family of God just simply by believing and I'm going to lead you in a prayer because I know many of you don't know how to pray that's okay but I'll lead, you. I'll lead you in a prayer that's just going to confess that Jesus is God with your mouth and if you believe in your heart that Christmas is something something different about 2000 years later we're still celebrating a Jewish baby born in a manger a nobody? And you name your dog Caesar now? And your children Peter? Come on. In the time of Caesar Augustus, a baby was born. Come on, there's something to this. So let's pray this together. If you haven't prayed this before, pray it with me. Dear Jesus, I confess that you are God. And I believe that you rose again from the dead. And I ask you now to become my God, my Lord and Savior, my friend. Thank you for forgiving me of all my wrongs, for accepting me just as I am. Jesus' name.